Oh, what the fuck here? I did something stupid. <laughs> We're starting. Okay. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's uh, it's the rain when it rains it pours. That's what I tell you. Uh, Clayton, it happened. I did it, man. I did it. I cursed me. Oh, God. I cursed myself. I shouldn't have done it. I made the mistake of saying the Olsen's names backwards last week. I told you. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> I, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up bad. And this week, I have come down with a case of the coronavirus. Oh, God. Yeah. COVID-19. God I damn think... you, Olsen twins. Please don't do anything. No, stop. <laughs> don't say that. I'll praise the Olsen twins. <laughs> I uh, well, I haven't gotten my test results back, but I couldn't smell or taste Thanksgiving yesterday. Oh God! So, uh, so it's a it's a pretty good sign. It's a pretty good sign that I got that I got the goods. Fuck! Um, I'm just waiting for my results, but it's not looking great for the Rickster. Well, I, I that's what I get. Yeah, I, I mean. All jokes aside, messing around with the Olsen twins is uh, not good. So please, people, don't mess with the Olsen twins. I, uh, yeah, I made my bed. Now I must lie in it. <laughs> and my bed happens to be the guest room in my basement where I am now sequestered for the next two weeks' time. <laughs> I did it. I win. Um, besides how horrible that is, uh, how else are you feeling, man? Um, aside from that, I just feel like I have a tiny cold. So, knock on wood. Take that, podcast land. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, knock on wood, I, uh, that's the worst it gets, you know what I mean? Like, there's people going through some real shit, and if my worst case scenario is I had to not taste Thanksgiving, like, I'll take it and not whine about it. I just don't want my family to get it. I don't want anyone else to get it. So, here I am. Locked away in the dungeon like sloth from the Goonies. Yeah, that's 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 the way to do it. Don't spread this. This is not cool. <laughs> Don't be stupid, people. Don't be stupid. Um, but enough about me. What's going on with you, man? Oh, nothing. I've been uh, I started watching the the Queen's Gambit. A lot of chatter about the Queen's Gambit. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's I thought it was based off a real story because you never see a show that's like a, a time period show about a person that isn't based off a real person so it was very weird to find out this is all fake and i'm like oh this feels like it's a real story but then it's like but what am i talking about it's a fake it's anything could be a real story like that's, that's the dumbest yeah. fucking thing like the only other one that i can think of is the last temptation of christ <laughs> He was never tempted. That's the falsehood of that. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? You been watching anything? Yeah, I've been watching so much shit stuck in here. Um, I watched the movie The Possessor. Okay. Um, it's like a sci-fi flick about like a hitman that can go into other people's bodies. A hit person. I'm sorry, a hit person. (laughs) Can go into like can like uh like use other people's bodies as their assassin weapon so they can like oh, kind of like jump yeah it was it was pretty rad it was pretty good that sounds like a really fun out. video game um then i'm an idiot and i watched this movie called brawl in cell block 99 with vince vaughn i heard about that movie i remember everyone losing their minds talking about that movie <laughs> they hope they were talking about how dumb it was 
It looked weird. Like, I, the, the director did some other weird-ass movie. And it, it, that movie looked weird as shit. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fine. It was uh, stuck in a room fine, you know, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did I watch? I started watching Fat Man. Uh, it's like Mel Gibson is like a weird Santa Claus tale kind of a thing. Okay. And I yeah. just couldn't find the groove, so I st- I'll get back at it at another point. Mm. Still watching Fargo. I'm in season two now. That shows. That I shows gotta watch awesome. Fargo. I I remember watching like the first episode of Fargo and thinking like, holy shit, this is actually cool. good. And then I didn't have cable, and now you can watch it on Hulu. So yeah. awesome. oh, and I finished the first season of Gangs of London. Okay, how's that? If it is so, it's the most violent television show I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Um, the guy that made the Raid movies makes this show. Oh, shit, really? So it's that, it's like a lot of the scenes in the movie are done in that vein, you know what I mean? Really fast, oh. action-packed, hell-bent craziness. Yeah. Dude, it's like, awesome. it's like Guy Ritchie directed the Raid, kind of. Like, it's that oh, kind shit. of like a vibe. So it's pretty rad. Is it like a old-timey tale or like modern? Modern. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. Um, what else is going on? We got some podcast news, Clayton. Yeah. We got a song, baby. Yeah! Yeah! Thanks to our good, super good friend, Greg Bauk. He, uh, he he hooked us up, he got in his sound lab, and he whipped us up a song. So following this conversation we're having right now, the audience is going to be in for a treat. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We've been needing a song. We can't just honk to ourselves. The friend of the pod, <laughs> friend of the pod, Greg Bauk came through in the clinch. Blessings. So, uh, that being said, you wanna you wanna get into it? Yeah, definitely. All right, and here we go. All right, what do you want to watch? Easy A. I already saw it. Uh, Spotlight. I already watched that too. Powder. I already saw that. You've watched everything. Nobody watches everything. Ha <laughs> ha, there it is. <laughs> and here it. we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nobody Watches Everything, a crazy adventure where two fellas, myself, Rick Matthews, and my co-pilot in life, Clayton Williams. What's up, everybody? Watch every movie we can possibly watch, all with the fateful twists of the randomizer on realgood.com. And this week's movie is Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls, a yeah. 1995 film directed <laughs> by... Directed by not Bob Odenkirk's brother, Steve who I Odenkirk. thought. Steve Odenkirk. I always thought that they were related until I read more about this movie, and I was like, oh, it's not even spelled the same. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I always liked this movie a lot. Um, what'd you think? Um, so, of the two Ace Ventura movies, this one was always like my least favorite of it, uh, just because I liked the first one so much, and... Uh, now, as an adult, I have to say, this movie is racist as shit. <laughs> if you say it is, then it is. No, it really is. Um, I'm. I was so shocked by like as like when you you see it when you're younger, you you don't 
think anything of it. And then as an adult, you're like, holy shit, Ace is a dickhole to these people. Like, he's a dick. He's a dick in the first movie, but there is an element of him being a little bit normal and polite. He's just, like, weird. But this one is, like, cranked to 11. And I think a big reason why is because Jim Carrey didn't want to make this movie. So there's, like, an element of, like, he hates this shit. So he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna... And they're just like, yeah, keep goofing off. But it's like, it's weird how mean he is to people who don't deserve it. Yeah, these people came to him for help, and he's shooting them with spitballs. Yeah. And... <laughs> Holy shit. We can get into this a little bit later, but the way he treats this one dude who literally does nothing to him in the entire movie is insane. Yeah, it's, uh, he, I mean, it starts out, I mean, I don't think anyone in the world, they, they start the whole beginning of the movie is this, like, homage slash spoof on the movie Cliffhanger, right. which I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that remembers the movie Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> you and John Lithgow. Not <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. John Lithgow's like, remember when I was the bad guy in that? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, it was so dumb. I'm, I'm mad that I don't love this movie as much as I thought I did. Right. Like, I watch it, like, I will say that the, the, the cliffhanger thing was really funny to me because just thinking about a stuntman having to drop, a, like, a dummy raccoon off the side of a cliff is, like, the funniest shit. Like, I just love a good dummy. So anytime a movie or a TV show uses a dummy, I'm, I'm in heaven as far as laughing. But... Yeah. I mean, they probably could have just thrown a real raccoon off the mountain. No one would have really given a shit. If it went through your trash, everyone would say yes. <laughs> it's just a raccoon. <laughs> I don't want to get ended by PETA, even though PETA sucks. Yeah, I better shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> bring, I'm, I'm going to get rabies next. <laughs> First Mary Kay and Ashley, and now, oh, God. That is uh, the ladies, the duchesses, Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> yeah, all respect due. All respect due. I but, mean, <sighs> but, yeah, I was very surprised that I didn't, I, I wasn't as into this as I thought I would be. I remember maybe I was, maybe because I was sober. Maybe because <laughs> maybe because I'm 42 now. Like I watched the last time I watched this was last year with, but I was watching it with my eight year old son. Mm-hmm. So it was like a different, you know what I mean? Like I was watching it like through his eyes for the first time, kind of. Right. So it was, it was funnier, and I was into it, and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is funny. Wait till he comes and crawls out of the rhino's asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's funny. And that part was super funny. That yeah. part was still super funny. Yeah, there's still there's still like very funny things that happen in the movie, and I'm there's like those moments where like, yeah, this is still good. Like, like when he punches the uh, bald dude and then wears him as a like a scarf is yeah, hilarious. Like it's just it's uh, it's super funny, but so much of it is just like, dude, he's grating. Like he's so like just get into like how like so. The plot of the movie is Ace, after that weird cliffhanger thing happens, he becomes like a monk and he's asked to come back into pet detecting, which is insanity. And so he had to help uh, this African, these African tribes from warring 
because a sacred like albino bat is stolen and he is just so fucking rude to every single person in this movie like there are some people deserve it but most of them don't yeah no from the helicopter pilots to the guys in the monastery Mm -hmm. to the guy who came to pick him up to the people on the airplane to literally every human being. He, I guess that's the point is that he is for the animals, mm-hmm. but he is a dick to every single human being he meets except for like the virgin princess. Yeah. He's a, and he's still kind of shitty to it's, it's insane. So we made mention that he's like shooting spitballs at this guy. There's, it's a part of this tribe's culture where uh, to become a man in the culture, you have to balance on this like beam for five days. And immediately Ace just comes up to the beam and starts shaking it, trying to knock the guy down. It's like, what the fuck did he do to you? Like you literally just got here. And that's the first information you have about these people. And, you and they're all okay with it. Yeah. No one like beat the shit out of them immediately, even though they should have like, if this movie was just Ace getting beat the fuck up, I wouldn't be surprised because he's like a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. Bad things could happen to him in this movie, like, and he would he would earn them all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when he gets uh, stabbed by by the way, that's still like my favorite scene in the entire movie is when he has to fight Tommy Davison. Tommy <laughs> Davison. Just, I think he's the only person who like stayed friends with Jim Carrey after uh, <laughs> after In Living Color. Like he just he throws him this bone to be this psychotic like little warrior that just whips his ass. Yeah, but when he gets hit and both dies with the spears, that is a legit funny part of the that movie. That is so fucking funny. Just I like him screaming, "It's in the bone." Yeah. <laughs> It's like that's like a great use of his like physical comedy, but so much of the movie, it's and like, I like when, when I liked when they're calling him White Devil, and yeah. then his interpreter calls him White Devil, and he's like, I couldn't help but notice you referred to me as White Devil. It's like that's how they know you. That interpreter was really funny. He made me laugh pretty much every time he talked. He made me laugh. Ace, they caught me easily. <laughs> yeah, there's like some. What, it's so funny, like, some of the more subtle things, like, are the funniest parts of this movie, where they're just these weird moments in the movie, you're just like, the fuck was that? That's hilarious. But then you you got, like, Ace jumping around, and, like, so it's, it's weird to come back to this, because, like, they announced, like, the guy who talked to his butt, and I'm like, he was talking with his ass at the monastery? Like, what the fuck? Well, they were all very happy he would, he left, you know? Yeah. When they had him leave, they're, like, throwing a huge party. That's always funny, too. Like, them doing backflips and being super excited and just to see him gone. I, it's, this is just weird, because I haven't seen the movie in, like, it sounds bad, but, like, 15 years. Like, I hadn't seen it in a long time, just because, like, last time I saw it, it was on cable. Or not even cable, it was on, like, fucking... Fox during the day and you're like okay I'll watch this and there's a lot of stuff that because it's not on it's regular form you miss that you don't remember like I don't remember half of these like crazy ass jokes like there's like him a jerking off joke at one point and I was like holy shit when did this happen like 
And, uh, yeah, it, it was, ugh, it got nominated for a bunch of awards. <laughs> Were they all um, Razzies? <laughs> no, not all of them. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to digress and just talk about them. It got nominated for, well, won a shitload of, it made a shitload of money. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, it made a total of $212 million back in 95. Holy they, shit. It had a $30 million budget, so it, uh, it, Made a shitload of money. Jim Carrey made ten million out of the movie. No, he made fifteen. He made fifteen million out yeah. of the movie. And Steve Odenkirk made sure that happened. He was like, "Get more money," and I was like, "Cause they've been best friends forever." Apparently. And he hooked up his buddy, and then I'm sure he got a he got a juicy back piece out of it. Yeah, because like I don't know how much this movie would have cost besides going to or at least a place that looks like Africa, but like the fact I that in South Carolina and North Carolina. See, that makes sense. Like, the fact that it only costs the movie to actually make $15 million, that's pretty cheap for a Hollywood movie. That's, like, a huge return since half of the budget of the movie. Yeah, so it was nominated for um, two Kids' Choice Awards for Favorite Movie and Favorite Movie Actor, and Jim Carrey won both of them. It was nominated for MTV Movie Awards, Best Male Performance, Jim Carrey won. Best Comedic Performance, Jim Carrey won. Best Kiss. Jim Carrey and Sophie Okanadeo. I don't remember them kissing really in that movie. I don't either. Like, but I uh, did not win. So, oh. But then it got nominated for a Razzie, worst remake or sequel. Did not win though. We should probably find out what did. I know that's <laughs> gonna be good. <laughs> um, got nominated for worst actor. Didn't win. Most painfully unfunny comedy. Did win. <laughs> Worst sequel did win, and the sequel that nobody was clamoring for. Yeah, it's it's odd. Like I, I like coming in when we saw that we got it. I was like, I was excited to watch it. I was very much like, okay, this is going to be good. It's a classic thing. And realizing now that so much of like you, stuff that youth just doesn't work, or just like. For a long time ago and watching this it's just like i don't know if i'm just getting old and i can't handle people being unnecessarily mean but it was just like it bothered me how rudy was to the tribe because he's just being such a dick and then he's so mean and then he's like wondering why they're like calling him white devil and it's like because you're a fucking asshole during the whole thing like you're so fucking crazy and there's a lot of excuses to get shit that's from like the first movie to come back, but it doesn't make sense. Like when he finally does do the butt talking thing, it's like, I don't know why he's doing this right now. It's, yeah. This is kind of lazy. No, that was, it was super lazy. It was terrible. Like he just does the uh, Tarzan sound from his butt and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there are lines in the movie that I still remember being, like, super funny. Like, your balls are showing. Boom, we tuna. But... Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but there's, like, the him, like, destroying the car, like, the Jeep. Multiple. I'm like, why? Like, why is he doing any of this shit? Like, and I, I've seen the first Ace Ventura more recently, and that's also kind of, like, a weird thing. But... It's a more interesting story. Like, it's... I don't know. There's an actual, like, mystery happening, and this one is so blatantly obvious what it is that you just don't 
give a fuck about it. You're just, it just all around feels lazy. Okay, that makes sense. How do you feel? Because I've been shitting on this a little bit. No, I'm I'm more than happy. I'm just, uh, how did I feel? I felt like it was just, like, nobody gave a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, whatsoever. Like, everyone was just there. I felt like it was done quickly. Um, They, like, went all over it. There was a gorilla rape scene. Oh, my God. I, that, I was like, I knew what happened, but it's so just, like, upsetting that it happens. Like, I don't know why that was a thing in the fucking 90s where I feel like multiple movies have had a gorilla rape scene. And it's like. Or, like, what is that? Was that a. Was that one of the Nutty Professors where there was a hamster rape scene? Yeah. Yeah, the second Nutty Professor. Yeah. Like, the fuck is... Why? I don't know. There's, like, I... And I feel like it would be directed by the same person. Like, it's that kind is of... It? I don't think so, but... It's just that, like, energy of, like, being overly mean for no fucking reason. Because watching... I watched the Nutty Professor again recently, and... There's two things I recognize. Eddie Murphy is a genius as far as like his performance in that movie. He wrote it. See, Bowden? He did? Yep. Fuck, I told... See, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect he wrote, sense. He wrote, yeah, he wrote the screenplay for The Nutty Professors 1 and 2. Of course he did. This, dude's likes, this dude likes when animals get fucked. Or when, yeah, or animals rape people. Like, this is... Yep. He looks that in thumb movies because <laughs> it didn't make thumb movies. I rented one of them one time and it was so dumb. Like, yeah, they're like Star Wars movies, but with thumbs. Like this guy is so fucking weird. Oh my god. Yeah, but it's just I don't like the movie is pretty quick. It 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 but it like the jokes don't land the same way. He's you're. It's relying so heavy on Jim Carrey just making a face, and that's like one of the worst things that like a comedy can do is that you're only relying on someone just being loud or making a dumb fucking face, and it's just horrible. Yeah, they they were just you could. It was just a cash grab. This mm-hmm. whole movie. Yeah, and they got their money. I just it. And it's so funny because it, I can totally understand why uh, Jim Carrey hated it. Because I've I've heard multiple uh, times that Jim Carrey didn't want to make this movie, and didn't want to be pigeonholed. And you can just sense it. He just doesn't care at all. That like, uh, there's a there's a there's one moment I think is a very funny um, near the end when they reveal that the the guy who's clearly the villain is the villain. He. Like, uh, Ace tells the guy who brought him to turn off the lights so he could, like, escape or do something, and the guy refuses, but it's he's just still moving in the, the light, and you can just see him moving all over the living room. It's like, it's so stupid, but super silly, and that's like, that kind of shit is funny. That, is, but him being a dick, uh, rubbed me just the wrong mean, way. Just mean, yeah, the fact that, like, I don't know, the village virgin thing, I feel like that if that was true, she wouldn't have been of legal age. Yeah, there, there's a... Like, they didn't touch on that at all, and I'm glad, but at the same time, it's like, she was like, I don't know, it's an African, a weird, remote African village. They weren't marrying off a 24-year-old virgin. Yeah, 
It's it's very awkward, and then at the end you find out that Ace fucked her, and it's also just like a... it was funny enough having him jerk off about it. Yeah, yeah. Like that scene was funny. You know what I mean? When he couldn't do it, he left, went in his tent, and he's like doing that, and then it's like ha ha ha. ha. Mm. But then to have it go back to it, it's just dumb. Yeah, and it's like that's the end of the movie after a gorilla rapes a man. Then you find out he. But who was all about him, by the way. That's one of the weird things about this, too, is that, like, the princess is just so about Ace immediately. Yeah, why? I don't, and it doesn't make sense. Like, and it sounds like, there's another weird thing where, like, her lines sound like she is afraid of being a virgin for the prince who it turns out the person who she's supposed to be marrying is Tommy Davidson, which is even crazier because it's like he went from just being like the craziest person in the village to being the prince that <laughs> yeah i think they ran out like they ran out of black people maybe i don't know like, <laughs> like, i don't know what happened there i was like we paid tommy a good amount of money to be on this yeah. he's got to be both it, it maybe nobody will notice yeah <laughs> the skinny wiry man who's just jumping up and just losing his shit during the movie. Fuck that! This movie, I, I'm. It's weird how down I feel after it. Now I'm worried about watching movies I used to like if I haven't seen them for a long time. I feel like when I watch a movie critically, it's almost impossible to walk away being like that was a quality film. Yeah, seriously, that's like the, this. Like, luckily, like I think it just has to be like this actually has to have been a good movie. Like, there's a there's the nostalgia yeah. blinders. It's like, when we watched Indiana Jones, good movie, still yeah, holds I up. I had, nothing, I had no shit talk to say about that, except for the fact that Indiana, she might have been a little young for Indiana when they first hooked up. Yeah, but this... But who am I to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different so, time. It's the 30s. Yeah, this one, this one... <laughs> Man, I'm almost like out of things to say about this movie. To be honest with you, I it I feel that way too. Cause like I I wanted to talk more about the Nutty Professor than I did this, and <laughs> that's hilarious that he wrote. Like I don't know what it is about he, him wanting to write just mean fucking movies, and he's also like weirdly about special effects. Cause he did that uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist movie. Yeah, which I thought I remembered being kind of funny. Yeah, I thought it was like an interesting idea, and that's like a super high tech movie, surprisingly, because he he's actually digitally entered into like all this old film footage, and that's like that feels like such a weird thing to put that much money towards. Like I don't know how they thought this was going to be like. I mean, I I respect being able to get something like that done just because movie should not just be a business it should be like putting together something creative and fun but yeah but it's weird like that a company was like well he did make ace ventura and, and the nutty professor movies i think we can give him like 50 million dollars to make this weird ass kung fu movie or how much ever they gave him probably too much yeah. You know, I can't find anything about the Razzies on this. Well, it was only up for... It was only up... This is what I've been doing for the last five minutes. <laughs> like, do you know what uh, year that Razzies was came? Yeah, well, I found... He was only nominated for the one Razzie, which was Worst Remake or Sequel. 
And the, he, they lost that to the Scarlet Letter. Oh shit! Mm. But I think I I think I know what's gonna be what's gonna happen here. Um, that was also the year Paulie's in the army now came out or jury duty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So uh, I think that's what's gonna end up winning. I'm actually finding it right now. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Worst picture was striptease. Oh man. Worst I, I, picture was. Oh, this is all making sense now. <laughs> this is all making sense now. Hold on. Um. Wait. 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 Everything's driving me crazy here. Hold on. 1995. Stinkers. This is uh, like you got striptease and you got in the army now and jury duty and showgirls. Showgirls won for best pick, one worst picture. Um, Sylvester Stallone won for Assassins, worst actor for Assassins, and Judge Dredd. He won twice. Oh, wow. Um, Unfunny Comedy, this one won. Worst sequel, this one won. Beating out Batman Forever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now it all makes sense. Everyone can go about their lives. I was the only one worried about it anyways. Yeah, that actually (laughs) makes a lot of sense. Even though I think Showgirls... I've seen it's. More, I've laughed more at Showgirls than I did this movie, which is, uh, I uh, kind of telling. I didn't hate Showgirls. Yeah, it's. it's I saw it. I saw. I saw it for reasons. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to deny what I did to the movie Showgirls. I didn't do that one time to Ace Ventura. I did it so many times to Showgirls. Oh my god, I could watch Showgirls right now over HBO. I might. Yeah. <laughs> I might watch it later. Who am I to, who am I not gonna watch it? Um you good on this movie? Yeah. I I I again seeing that we had it, I was like, oh shit, we're gonna have so much to talk about. And then it's just like yeah. eh, it's it's a racist movie. It's a it's kind of a shit Ooh. movie. It does racist things, and that's that's true. That's just true. And Jim Carrey didn't like it either, so I understand. <laughs> I'm gonna do. So let's go to it then. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do the screen share. Okay. So we can see what's going on here together as a team. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Get out of the way. All right, you ready? You ready yep. to find out what our movie is? Yes. Here we go. Boom. Horror film. The Influence. What the fuck is this? It's a 19... It's a 2019 film. Um, after moving back to her family home to care for her dying mother, a nurse haunted by her childhood memories must struggle with an evil force in the house. This came out um, last year? Yeah, it came out last year. Why does it say documentary? It must just be film documentary style. Yeah, like a found footage movie. All right, it's 4.5 on IMDb. It's available on Netflix. Let's, uh, actually, let's uh, check and make sure. Our last Netflix movie it was this one, and it yeah. wasn't available on Netflix. Yeah, Surprise we had- for those of you who tried to find it to watch along with us. We found out that that was a falsehood. Yeah, well, as soon as we check, it's like, boom, gone. No, it wasn't in this region. Uh Influence the influence. It's on there. Okay, good. Yep. So it's on Netflix, you guys. That's our movie for next week. Thanks again to Greg Bark Bauk. Yeah. 
<laughs> Greg Bark too. <laughs> Thanks a lot to Greg Bauk for making our wonderful song for us. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. We're, our popularity is growing. Our listens are going up. You guys are lovely. Thank you so much for listening. Seriously, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, We're I'm having a hell of a time doing it, so it's making it worth it. Yeah, seriously. And uh, I'll catch you next week, everybody. Hopefully I don't die. I hope so, too. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>